the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Get ready to enjoy this uh, holiday weekend. Just want to come and continue our conversation uh, that we were having about uh, setting captives free. Uh, today in the studio I have with me uh, from Chicago, been on the show before, uh, Pastor Fred Edwards, you, you heard him, you known him, a uh, good friend of mine. But then I also have another good friend of mine, Brad Peglo, uh, who's in town from Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. It's, it's Tucson or Tugun. No. <laughs> uh, Brad, Brad, Brad's from Minnesota. He was uh, my associate pastor for years. The Lord moved him out to Arizona. And uh, just uh, ran ran a men's ministry. So the topic we we're talking about is just something that both of these guys have have dealt with. Uh, we were just talking in, in prep beforehand, and, and I brought up the example of of Samson. When I think of someone that that uh, that that got held captive, literally held captive. You know, they chained him up and everything like that because the particular area in his life that 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 was used as bait, or that the enemy used to get him in there and and because of that area in his life, him not dealing with that area, not being, you know, he, you know, he became captive. And so therefore neutralized, unable to fulfill his purpose in God, unable to do that. And, uh, you know, last week I talked about, you know, some get, some get held captive by, by uh, porn, drugs, uh, church, Netflix. Uh, you know, it, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of soldiers, little guy soldiers, guy soldiers that, were, that used to do ministry. They don't do ministry anymore because of a particular area in their life. Yeah, uh, holds them captive. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go from left to right, and uh, Brad, I'm just gonna uh, ask you a question, introduction, and, uh, and and when it comes to this topic, when you think of, you know, you, you think of, you can just go through the Bible and see all kind of things, things there. I think you can go back when you're doing men, men ministry here in Minnesota, you know what what a lot of men deal with, you know, in going through, but and you know the thing about it is, is that you know how 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 you know come is just how. And setting captives free, dealing with that, dealing with a person who's who's captive. Knowledge of God, loves God, you know. Probably day die, day tomorrow, go to heaven. You know what I mean? But yet held captive up in something that's there. Yeah, I, uh, I mean that's that's very prevalent. I mean, as you were prepping here, I, I sat down and I wrote down this word: two Samsons. That uh, that oftentimes the, the struggle we deal with is we feel like two different people. There's there's the side of us where in our spirit we. We deeply love God. We worship Him. We we, we we desire after the things of Him, and and everything in us with the Spirit of God draws us to Him on a daily basis. And and then there's flesh, Samson. I mean, we don't have the luxury of being delivered completely from this flesh. 
And so therefore the desires of our flesh still run rampant. And and so Samson, when we read about it, I read a, a story of a guy who was conflicted within himself because he was called by God with a purpose of delivering others. And he himself needed to be delivered from his own flesh. And uh, and the vices that, that, that dragged him down, I think, are, that's the situation of a lot of guys, I think, sitting in church where we deeply love God, we deeply love our families. But uh, <clears throat> but we need to be delivered ourselves. But we're afraid to admit that we need to be delivered because might, we might be seen as looked down upon or we might be seen as weak or, or, or whatnot. And, uh, and, and like the, uh, I forget what the passages in the New Testament that talks about how it's like we're at war within ourselves, that our flesh and our spirit are, are warring within, within ourselves. And, and even, I think, even times, you know, all them years in ministry, how hard it was to, to think, how am I supposed to deliver anybody else? When, when when I'm struggling with it myself, <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, brother Fred, you want? Yeah, um, I think that this is a, a very strong and a very needed topic, and um, a, a way of thinking that uh, God has afforded us to know that our present situation is not our final situation, and uh, that if we can uh, spark hope in people to let them know. What you may have been dealing with in secret five years, ten years, or maybe all your life, that does not have the final decree over your life. Uh, God has a, uh, an addendum, so to speak. God has something that he wants to add to your life as a born-again believer to uh, let you experience his fullness. Because God's profile um, is not only just about delivering us, but he has a keeping power. And, and this is the powerful thing that we can come to realize that not only God wants to just set us free, and maybe you will receive that freedom by a touch of the Holy Spirit today, but there is a sustaining work that God wants to do in our life. And so I'm thanking God that I've experienced both of those. Right. And, you know, the thing that that uh, that I know we all know because, you know, we, 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 we know each other and been around and we had struggles. I remember when I was early in ministry, you know, I mean, I wasn't even in ministry. I just had became a Christian. And, man, I thought I, I made these great things. Man, I'm, I'm loving God, man, thanks things just fell off my life. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm sitting up here, no, no desire for alcohol, no desire for drugs, you know, and I was an alcoholic, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm just like, you know, I mean, I, I walked away, walked away from the money. Didn't that didn't bother me or nothing like that to live poor and sleep on couches. That didn't bother me at all, you know? And, but the, the thing that I had the greatest struggle with, you know, it, it just, I seemed like I couldn't shake that mug. Mm-hmm. And then yet at the same time, because of my love for God and what I'm doing, uh, God has given me opportunity to share my faith. I'm seeing people come to church, get saved. And I'm like, God, how are people getting saved? And I still got this this thing in me. You know what I mean? And the thing the thing was lust. Like most men, young men, I was 24 years old. You know, it was it was lust. I mean, I didn't sleep with anybody. But, you know, it was just the, the fact of thinking about it, looking at it, mm-hmm. or, you know, or maybe even, you know, uh, having sex with myself. You know what I mean? Whatever that meant. And uh, but, you know, it's just you you going back. And, and but I'm like, God, how can you use me when I'm in this state? You know what I mean? You know, and, and I remember sitting talking with my pastors and stuff like that. It's like they Joe from glory to glory is changing. You said get there. But the, the, what you just said, the most important thing for me is that, you know, he kept me. You know, when it, when it, when I did get to that point, confronted got to that he, he kept me all those years you know, until I got married. And it is it's one of the things where I try to get people to understand is that is that, you know, Sometimes we major on our minors instead of majoring on the majors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you do love God. 
That's a major. You know what I mean? You want to serve God. That's a major. Don't let the minor, you're spending nine years on the minor, mm-hmm. you know, you can't ignore it. It's there. But I'm just saying, but at the same time, you know, you still got to keep doing what you have to do. And and even in the ministry in times when, when I'm thinking I'm all good, you know, you, you think you're all good. You know, I'm on the Holy of Holies. Mm-hmm. And then God reveals something in you, you know what I mean? Anger, whatever. It just reveals. Then you go like, how was I doing all that with this, you know, <laughs> with this in there? But God knows if he showed us everything at one time, we quit. Right. You know, what I mean? right. we we yep. quit if he showed us everything at one time. But it, 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 what I want people to understand is, is don't discount and, and, and help me. I don't discount where a person is by looking at what they're doing. Yes, yes. You get what I'm saying? You know, yes. I remember I saw a brother smoking a cigarette, and I was like, he "Ain't no Christian." Right, right, right. When I got to know the brother, the brother used to smoke four packs a day, and he was down to one cigarette a day. Uh-huh. I judged him on that. I didn't right, know his testimony. Right, this right. brother that came a mighty long way down to right, one, right. and I and I was ready to throw him. In, I was ready to throw him in Lake of Fire for that one cigarette. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But mm-hmm. but when I found out his story, I realized, Godly, God has done a powerful work yeah. in his life, and I discount the whole work of God just by seeing what I saw in my perception. So. Brad, we're looking at we're looking at folks. You're dealing with somebody that's obviously captive in the area. You know what I mean? What are some of the steps you take to to minister to them? You know what I mean? I'm ask you just what are some of the steps? Uh, absolutely. I mean, the uh, the first thing I encounter with people is uh, is that is that most of the time, like like we had the revelation, like we had the knowledge that we were struggling, right? And and so when 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 a hurting person, when you encounter a hurting person, they want to know. Do you understand? Are are they alone in this? I think about me growing up in church, struggling with the same issues as a teenager, being called into ministry when I was 16 years old, and my hormones were were just popping at a height (laughs) and feeling completely ashamed because I felt like I was the only man in here that struggles with this because no one else ever talked about it. No one else ever said nothing. You know, and I even went to church right down the road from here. Anyway, so, but, uh, but... Anyways, just just that 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 component and that piece. So, so in that realization, I I realize that there's that that grace does two things that that we need to bring bring people in the process of grace. The first one is they need to they need to come into the revelation of His grace. The revelation of His grace is the realization that that uh, that 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 He forgives you, and that that you don't have to be ashamed in God's presence. I was telling you, you know, even in preparation coming here to Minnesota, I kept hearing the Lord say, there's no but in my presence. There's no but in my presence. We walk into God's presence and he says, you're called. He says, I love you. And he say, but I, but I, don't you see, but don't you remember? And we start our conversation with but, right? And he's like, there's no but in my presence. Just come in here and let me love you. And I think so many people are out there hurting and ashamed and feeling condemned and feeling beat up. And I think that's even the difficulty that they have sometimes with 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 the church is they just feel condemned, and and if and and so the the, the place where it all begins is with giving them love and giving them grace and letting them know they're not alone, and uh, and then they can learn to 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 walk in that sustaining grace that can, like you said, begin to give them the power to, and the strength to overcome. But they got to experience the, the 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 revelation of His grace come and sit in his presence and realize that it's free and it doesn't matter what you do or what you've done. His grace is for you. Brother Fred. Yeah. Um, one of the powerful things about, uh, um, 
this particular passage that we're dealing with in this character. And I just want to uh, highlight it real quick. This is chapter 13 in Judges, right there at verse 7. Uh, but he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and then uh, bear a son. And Get close to me. Uh, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And then it goes on to say, And now drink no uh, wine or strong drink, neither eat any unthing that is clean. For the child shall be a Nazareth to the Lord from the womb to the day of his death. Check that out. God, he put a time frame on how long he was going to deal with Samson from the womb to the day of his death. And sometimes I think in trying to help people understand uh, about God's delivering process, letting them know God's going to work from work with you from now until your very last breath. God, is, he don't have no quit. He don't have no backup. He don't have no, oh, I just can't believe I picked this guy. <laughs> you know, he's not wiping his hand clean <laughs> or, or trying to wait to the trade. I mistake. <laughs> right, right, right. Oops. You know what I'm saying? Not him. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and this is the wonderful thing about it is that he's letting them, you know, I know y'all may read, read, read that he blew it, but I already selected him from his birth all the way to the day of his death. Yeah. 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 That's, that's powerful in our, in our, uh, instant age we want we want problem solved you know uh, you know i remember god told me he said it didn't take you a generation to get into this mess and it's not going to take you it's going to take you more than a generation to get out yeah and i said like oh you know what i mean i and i had to change my whole perspective and what i what i do and get there but just to hear that that he said i got him you know mm-hmm. what i mean from the time he born to the time he that you know, I mean, we we in the New Testament say, "I'll never leave you nor forsake you." Right. You know, <laughs> that's right. 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 Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but that, that's basically what he said. You know, we go and and he did. He worked with him. Oh all. yeah. And, and and Samson called on that. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, even in the midst of not feeling like Brad was saying, not feeling worthy, not feeling mm-hmm. everything like that. My eyes been gouged out. Mm-hmm. Everything like that. He he said, "Just Lord, just get me." Yes. Give me. Just follow me one more time. Yes. You know, yes. What I mean, you said to yes. be, and, yeah. and, and I feel it coming. You know. We get there, you know. I, I and I, I like to uh, sometimes when people are struggling, uh, just a point of as we come to the end of the first first segment, you know. A lot of times, I remember Kenneth Hagen said this one time. The one thing I just remember out of listening to all those tapes in my life is that he said, "Well, there's no agreement, there's no power, right?" And like when you said, you got to get with a person to understand, you know, where they at, how they feeling. And 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 we have to come into agreement with them, you know. What I mean, yes. you know, and and so a lot of times, you know, I remember, you know, working, praying for folks, and I remember telling me, if you can't agree with somebody, don't pray with them. I mean, if if you if they believe in God going to work through uh, the employment agency, and you believe in God want to work through the temp agency, and you ain't moving. Don't pray with them, you know, because it, it, where there's no where there's no agreement, there's mm-hmm. no power. Yeah, you know I mean, there's there's no power, and so either either we have to come to a place of agreement with people, you know, what I mean, or, you know, or we just have to admit that we we this I'm not going I'm not going to waste their time or mine. And what I mean by that is is that if a person is is uh, believing that that this problem can be solved in a particular way, we have to come into agreement with them so that their strength can be there, because really the only thing that holds a believer captive is him. You know, the keys are gone. Right. Every cell that we're in can be open. 
Absolutely. You know what I mean? Jesus took all the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's, they can't lock nothing. You know what I mean? But the process, the lock comes in our own mind and in our own psyche and our own things that we want to do. So after the break, we're going to come back and uh, and I'm just going to share some things on, on, on helping people achieve freedom and get back into the battle. Because we got too many believers outside of the battle. What's it going to be like? What's it going to sound like? I want to know. We're on a mission to get God's attention. Heaven is listening, so here we go. The angels all around. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Recently, Barna Research ranked America's 100 most Bible-minded cities. Where did we rank? Only number 67. Our communities need a Christian voice. Our communities need a mission. It is our goal at AM980 The Mission to provide you with some of the best Bible teachers in the country, from Dr. John MacArthur on the West Coast to Alistair Begg out east, and everywhere in between, including our great local ministry. It's our mission to spread the good news of Jesus and strengthen the local church. We are AM980 The Mission, the Twin Cities Christian Voice. All right, this is Pastor Joe Sutton uh, with Isaiah 61. Uh, the radio ministry of uh, Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. Uh, and we're coming to pick up uh, where we left off. And we were talking about setting captives free. And uh, and so, as always, in the second part of the show, we just like to uh, talk about strategies, talk about things like this. You know, uh, uh, you know, Brother Fred, I'm going to tap you the last minute just to say a closing prayer for people who may have loved ones or struggling themselves with things or holding them captive in life. And uh, so I'm going to ask you a question now. When you think of, of, of steps, when you think of, uh, of, of things that are a process that a person needs to really be cognizant of and, and, uh, and, and getting free, you know, I'm going to start with you, Brad, is that where, 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 where do they go? Where, where, what do they do? What do they need to recognize? Where, where do they need to go? What, what, what's my step one, you know? Mm-hmm. Step one is uh, when I used to counsel guys, um, Step one is uh, is is bringing what's hidden into the light. Um, that 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 sin and the devil do their greatest work when they're in secret, and as long as he has you convinced that you're alone, and that uh, that if you share this, that some that they're going to judge you and they're going to condemn you, then he's got you convinced. You know, a stronghold is simply just a mindset. You know, and so he's got you convinced that you can't ever tell anyone. And as long as you never tell anyone and it becomes a secret, you stay stuck. I always used to tell guys that, that, that the thing that you have to work so hard to keep a secret is the thing that you're held captive to. And so the first step is to, is to confess. And when we bring stuff into the light, we take away the devil's power. And then the second thing that's so powerful is that, is that we think and we're convinced that if we confess, we're, if we confess, we're going to be judged and we're going to be condemned. But nine times out of ten, the opposite happens. When we confess, people love us. They give us grace. They, aff- they, they affirm us. And they tell us the truth in a, in a godly, loving way. And it takes away all the power 
of that thing which we're held captive to because it's based on a lie. So as soon as we, as soon as we come, as soon as we take the courage to confess it, and we allow the truth to come in, then we then we'd be changed by it. When I would uh, set up groups and I would get a group of guys together and I would teach them how to do this, how to confess, but then no much more importantly to teach the guys to come in and say, now this is how you affirm him when he confesses. Because if you learn that to affirm him and to speak the truth to him and to give him love, then he will keep coming back and confessing and you keep loving him and eventually he'll be free. And so uh, that's probably the hardest part because we've, we've lived with it a secret for so long. But to me, that's the, that's, that's the most important first step. Brother Fred? Uh, I think, uh, at least in my own personal struggle uh, and struggles, um, <laughs> it was about reprioritizing. And uh, here, looking at the story of uh, Samson, I believe that uh, he probably was like many of us today. We're just so preoccupied with the vision of what we need to do, looking good, the vision of sounding good, sounding spiritual, whatever, until God has really pointed us back to developing uh, virtues, virtues that are godly, uh, virtues that have legacy attached to them, you know. And so um, I would just really kind of try to reinter, uh, re uh, reorientate the brother, you know, let's look at your priority. Let's, let's look at where, uh, as the scripture said, where are we giving place to the enemy? You know, and let's close some of those gaps. Let's close some of those footholds. Let's close some of those areas. And and I'm not talking about a long list, but just start with one thing. You know, my, my mom used to tell me uh, sometime I would walk to a store and she said, well, just put the plug in the the, the tub and the one drip. By the time you get back, you have a full tub to take a bath. And usually uh, that's that's usually where God starts with us. Just a small step. And 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 then he'll bring us into the fullness of what God has for us. But we take take that first small step. So uh, so how important is uh, accountability? Oh, crucial! Yeah. <laughs> oh, crucial! Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, I, I think uh, how Brad put it was that I'm I'm just using these words. What you expose, you're able to exit. You're not going to exit anything you can't expose, and so you're exposing it allows you access to exit it. And so when we're transparent and we're honest with our brothers, uh, there, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about that when we confess our faults one to another, it allows a healing process to right. be launched yep. or a healing process to be, to, to begin to start. And so I think that's, that's paramount that we must, uh, be able to be transparent, to be honest. And, and like you said, in a nurturing and a loving environment. And even if you look at Samson as an example, he was a man, and you don't read about his support system. He was a man out here with a purpose and a struggle, and he didn't have nobody holding him accountable. He didn't surround himself with a group of like-minded men who, you know, I, you know, in my own journey, I that's what I found. Like, I, I got to sit down with guys, and I got to be honest and say, hey, here's all the ways. Here's all the ways I'm called. Here's all the stuff that God's calling me to. Here's all the stuff, all the commitments and the stuff I ever made. And here's this thing that's getting in the way. And it's and it's a battle within me. And at the core of who I am is, is, a, is a selfish man. And I submit myself to you guys to say, keep me humble. Keep me humble. And Samson, how, how much greater could Samson have been? If he had that group of guys, we don't, well, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, group of guys, and you know, even 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 in his dad, when he did challenge him, it was an option. 
Aren't there any girls in, 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 in Israel for you? No. Okay, well, we'll go get her. We'll go get you one. Brother Fred, close us out in a word of prayer, praying for those who are, who are, who are captive, or those who work with captives, and strengthen them, and then we'll, we'll close out today's show. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that your spirit is active and alive. And God, we just release your anointing. God, we stand in agreement with every man, every boy, every person that is listening, even to this broadcast on today. God, I pray, God, that your spirit will break every chain. Hallelujah. God, we're asking that you administer to their heart and to their mind. Set into motions everything that you've already paid a price for through Calvary. Your atonement, your blood speaks louder than their bondages. God, we thank you for chains breaking. We thank you for burdens being lifted even now. God, we thank you, Lord, for peace and we thank you for transparency. It's happening now by the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, you enjoy your weekend. Have a good time. Uh, we're going to tune in next week. We're going to. Uh, wrap this subject up and uh, with my two guests and uh, God bless you all and as always share with somebody three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary Flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal Flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com